Listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, ask some great questions for our community members, and then say goodbye to everybody. So, how was the week, Chris? It was okay. It was okay. Anything fun happen? Uh, fairy tale, if anything. Fairy tale, the video game. Yep. That we didn't get a review copy for. No, we didn't. Didn't get the early copy of it. No, and then I realized how much I hate hate how they the 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 system that they're trying to the very japanese system of yes of dlc yeah they're trying to pawn it off on us and it makes me mad 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 yeah that whole thing it was funny because at some point i was working and chris texted me a picture of like the whole dlcs and stuff that they had throwing up on there and i'm like you know on, on one hand i'm like it makes sense because it's that's probably exactly what they're doing in Japan, and so they're just kind of mirroring it over here. But at the same time, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> I, <laughs> we both, I think we both bought the premium, like launch edition, digital deluxe edition. Yes, I did. Which pretty much only meant that you got one set of costumes, which was the uh, the Grand Wizard War Battle. Well, the, there was the there was had. the level up lacrima, which that yeah, that's all right. I I dumped all those on Wendy and Wendy's easily outpacing everybody on levels. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, I texted Andrew the picture of literally all, if you buy all of the, uh, DLCs. So take into consideration, I've already bought $80, the, this game for $80. It was like $75 plus tax. Yeah. And then you add in the, the, um, the DLCs, which is another 180 bucks. And it's like, that's just absurd. I I went ahead and bought the uh the the season pass so that I can get pretty much the main stuff that I really want, but just dumb. I think if they have a season pass it should cover everything. That's yeah. typically what season passes do. Yeah, and and, and the, How much is a season pass? 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's um, not everything. If and it's 60 not. bucks I want everything. Exactly. And and that that's the thing is the other the other there's like 
three costume packs right now and each one of them are about 40 bucks each and that that's the other 120 bucks if you think about it 120 plus the 60 bucks for the the um thing yeah it it i think if anything for that stuff i'm gonna be just be very picky choosy like i want levy which is, it's frustrates me because i don't i i think they they they, pointed, the they were very they were very clear about what was going to be included in the original package so it's not that it's deceiving in any way like when he was showing me i'm like yeah, technically these characters are because you were you were asking about the costume packs. I'm like, yeah, technically these characters are from the original cast that they said was in the game. Levy, Lasana, Elfman, all of them were not a part of the original trailers that said this is the characters you can get in the game. So it doesn't feel like they were tricking in that regard. It's just it's also one of those things where it's like. I kind of wish they were part of the original game. And I think the reason why, and it's not that I, I haven't really gotten a full idea of how deep the game is, but I, from my memory correctly, it's supposed to be like after the Ten Island arc, it goes into the grand, uh, the grand wizards tournament thing. And then I believe the arc after that, because I think it's, it doesn't get into the celestial wizard stuff. I don't know. I don't, I, exactly I, I, I don't know how I was I was wondering about how far into the story we were going to get or it was going to get before and whether or not <laughs> we needed to hurry up and catch up on the show. <laughs> but my point is, I, I don't really feel I don't know yet if it's got that many arcs to it and that it's going to be that beefy of a game. And if it's if it's only two arcs. That really feel, and and I I I agreed the fact, and I think I mentioned this before, is I I think it was the per, it's a perfect point in the story for fans of the show because it makes sense that you need to build up fairy tale again from the ground up. It makes sense to the idea of building up something, and that building up thing is pretty fun. But for anybody that's not a fan of fairy tale, it's a really crappy point to throw you into there. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what was frustrating about us wanting to get a copy. It wasn't so much I wanted a free game. I'll buy the stupid game. It was more getting the you know early access of it and talking about it and having fun with it. Because everybody that I've seen that had gotten an early copy, they have no clue what the hell's going on. And they're all just like, this is a dumb game. This is just a fetch quest game. I'm like, it makes sense if you know the characters, you know the story, and you like the characters. It doesn't make any sense to anybody else. So that was that was a frustrating thing of that that whole scenario. But to anybody that's like outside of that realm that's like a huge fan of the series, it seemed like a very blah game. And I see my enjoyment in only the fact that I like the characters. Yeah. So to charge $75 for what seems like a very kind of bare bones game technically does seem very frustrating. But again, to people that are huge fans of it, it's worth it. I think it is. Um, I think it's the best looking game from from the Atelier team that I've ever seen. I think it's like the best, one of the best anime looking games ever. It just it looks good. The characters, the models look really great. Yeah, the combat looks great. the The abilities. My only problem so far with the combat is that, and I said this during the trailers, and I was like, I hope that's not the final. Is like most of Lucy's. Uh, 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 celestial beings that she brings out like they don't even show up it just shows like a, a 2d version of them yeah. and then the effect happens i'm like what you should have shown them <laughs> what the heck show them pop out there and attack the, the, the aquarius one is kind of funny though no the the um it's all about the lucy kick 
<laughs> no, Lucy Kick. Lucy Kick. <laughs> um, the uh, the they kind of bring in Jim and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually just more of a I and I don't know if you've gotten to that. I'm he sure kind of you have. To it. It's kind of an awkward disappearance that he does at the end. It's like he shows up and then just poof. Uh, the uh, I mean combat. The yeah, one of the the, the combat uh, spell where she does some kind of materia type spell where they do the big old long thing where it's Lucy and Lucy in a bathing suit right next oh, to I've, each other. Oh, I've seen the tra- in the trailers. Seen yeah, the trailers. I um that that comes in after a certain point in the magic games. And um so ever since then that's the closest one to one of them actually showing up that they have is but it's technically just a second Lucy. It's not really Well, Jedi. yeah, and um Virgo shows up when you use her. She actually appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her her Virgo ability, she shows up. Uh, I just was noting more because I think it was the one that I noticed was with Scorpio. And I remember that in the trailer. I'm like, if Scorpio doesn't show up, I'm going to be really angry. Yeah, sure Scorpio enough, He just shows his picture. <laughs> yeah, just it shows his picture and then suddenly a big old like, tunnel of sand just attacks the enemy. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio, Leo, all of them are, as far as I can tell, have all been just images that pop up on the screen. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But no, I, I enjoy it, and, and it and it works great on the PS4. It's 60 frames per second. looks really good. Like I said, the models look fantastic. Like I said, I, I think it's just it, – it's it's showing of how much that that team is getting better and better at making just anime-looking games. And I've always liked the style and the, and the visuals of the Atelier games, especially with the, the later ones. They just have a really beautiful uh, graphical style to them. Their their only weakness is, and it's still it's, it's looking better with with the fairy tale game. Is their environments? Their environments have always been kind of very bland. I think the fairy tale one is the best one looking so far of the, just the environments. So it does seem like they're getting better at it. So and yeah, building up the guild, getting slots open, upgrading the characters. That's really all the fun is at in that. It's just really kind of a build build guild and build character kind of game so far. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what those transactions. <laughs> I know the DLC. I'm going to be very picky choosy about it. I would only grab the $60 thing. So Levy's not separate. Levy is in the $60. They force you to buy everybody else. Like if they had Levy separate, I don't think anybody would buy any other ones. They might buy Lasana. Lasana and, and Levy were really the only reasons why I bought the $60. Was Ichia in there too? Mm, I think separate? he's in the main set. Yeah, I think he is because he was in the trailers. Yeah, that's right. So I don't, I don't have to pay for Ichia at least. Tempted to find my team. When do you get a five team? Because I know eventually you get to have t- five members. I've got four right now. I so at some point it says you get five or you yeah. get four. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That 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 happened. I want to say just before or just after the chapter two mark. I think it happened something involved with the actual leveling up of the guild, but I I don't remember. It just popped up that I had him. Yeah, I'm at like 63% on my ranking, and I really haven't done much. <laughs> I just keep doing quests and stuff. I'm assuming, because it seems like my my guild rank seems to be slowing down after a certain point, and I'm at like guild rank 45 or something like that right now. Hmm. Yeah, other than that, I, I finished uh, Ghost of Shima. Really, really fantastic ending. Uh, that's... That one was easily one of the best. I, I don't usually get into characters and the overall overall story with with open world games at all. But that one I really did get into it. And I think the I thought the ending was just absolutely fantastic. I mean that's partly the fact that it's a beautiful looking game, and 
they they wrote the characters really well. So it's a, it's a very kind of I got I mentioned it on Twitter. It's like it's it's a very predictable story, but at the same time, it was just executed really well. And that so that makes it like I don't really care that it's a predictable story. It was really executed really well. Um, great music and everything to go along with the the visual aesthetic and just the emotion of the of the scenes, especially the last one in particular. So yeah, I I platinumed it, turned it off. Sent out a tweet to Sucker Punch, said, thanks for the adventure. <laughs> haven't played it since. That is one of those ones where it's like, I, I platinum. And it does, there's no new game plus or anything like that. I hope they do DLC eventually. I'd, I'd definitely play some DLC of that one. And then just um, wait for Ghost of Shima 2, because as most know, with the story of, of the Mongol invasions, it didn't happen just once. <laughs> there was a second one. <laughs> so that, I'd assume that's going to be the Mongol invasion is going to be... Tsushima, or the second one's going to be the uh, Ghost of Tsushima 2 if they do and I don't know if that'll be a maybe a PS5 game. Maybe that'll be the reason I'll get a PS5 whenever that does come out. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was excellent and I I do miss it already. Sad that I'm I'm done with it. But it doesn't really I think once you with especially with open world games once you've done all the nodes and the collectibles that you want to do there's there was still like the records that i could have done the crickets and uh something else i'm like no i got my platinum i'm good those are those are the one things i don't want to go searching for i'm good even though like right after i platinum they released another patch which makes it really easy to find records and i'm like what the heck <laughs> i had to do with the stupid rumble you had to like you had to put on the traveler's outfit and then you had to wait until the rumble started going off and then you had to look for you had to keep walking in different directions until it's like a you know warmer colder kind of mm-hmm. situation the rumble will get more intense when you get closer to it but it wouldn't tell you if it's above you or below you it, you just have to figure out where it's at from that point now there's like a firefly that literally leads you to it. Oh yeah. I'm like, what the crap? Where was this when I was looking for this crap? It seems like they did that with the with the seeds in uh yeah. Zelda as Zelda well. Did, yeah, they, they added easier. something that made it easier. And it, that that was a that was the only thing that I didn't even bother. I was not going to go hunting for all those those seeds. There's just not not I gonna got, happen. I thought that I don't know if, I don't know if, I, I think I got all of them on that one. Did you? Yeah, there were those. <laughs> of course, the question that popped up with a lot of people was, which was which was better, Breath of the Wild or Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, I would say Ghost of Tsushima. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's just visually so much more gorgeous, and well, visuals. The fighting, the fighting was so much more creative, and there was so many ways that you can go about fighting. Whereas I think with with um, Breath of the Wild, it, there was really only certain ways that you go about fighting. I mean, you could use physics to mess with things, but Overall, you're still just going to do the dodge, smash, 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 smash. Thing. Yeah, there was there was th- there was aspects of the way that because I could not, I couldn't, I had a really hard time with the stupid lionels or whatever they were called, the centaur looking things. I I I avoided them like the plague. I would fight them if I had to, but I avoided them like the plague. I, I could should... do the big old freaking ogre things though. Go figure. Yeah, I mean, and to be brutally honest, with Breath of the Wild, it was a very empty world, and Ghost of Shima is a very lush and filled world, and that that kind of does does damper on the Breath of the Wild. I mean, Breath of the Wild at the time was fantastic, and especially with a, something that's on a handheld. So I'm not, you know, downplaying what they did with that, but yeah, it's had had a lot more going with it with the uh, Ghost of Shima. Plus, the characters were fantastic, so. 
You had characters. <laughs> Breath of the Wild didn't really have characters. It was just flashbacks of the princess. Everybody else was dead. <laughs> well, I guess most people were dead in Ghost of Tsushima too, but there was still some people surviving. So it wasn't completely empty. It wasn't just the stables that people were at. Oh. Uh, there was flashbacks to the other characters too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were all jerks for the most part. <laughs> Nah, uh, the, 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 the fish the girl other was princess, cute. The yeah, the fish girl, fish girl was, cute. was cute. But yeah, everybody else was kind of the the bird guy was a jerk. He was a jerk. The the girl was the the sand lady was like a big sisterish, but she was still kind of a jerk. She was a jerk too. Um, and then the the Goron one or whatever was like, is it? Are they called Gorons? The yeah. big rock dudes. I don't remember anything about that one. He was I. He was I. He's I. He's I. So we're good. 10 out of 10. He's aight. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still haven't taken the time to play the, the DLC. I want to play that DLC so bad. Yeah, that, that sucks because it's one of those ones where I, I, I wish it was a game that I never got into. That way I can go into it fresh and just jump right into that stuff. But being as a game that I spent so much time on, I don't want to go back to it yeah. now to play that. I want to restart like, it and then go through the entire thing again. That's just like Xenoblade. I've played through that through it because i i did the new game plus i've done that like four times but starting over from the beginning forget it not mm -hmm. not happening going back to a game like that i'd want some ability to go like let's reset let me keep things that would make a lot more fun to to, to start over but yeah i mean that's just like torna i don't remember much about the original game so jumping into torna was a lot more difficult even though torna is technically a prequel doesn't really require it yeah. So yeah. Now that I'm now that I'm done with Ghost of Shima, I might I might uh, even though now I'm getting a fairy tale. Maybe between fairy tale, I might go and do what I was promising to do, which is read uh, Grimgar. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah, that's that's about all that's going on right now. Let's just, let's get into the news that seems important to us, which should be important to you because it's important to us because it's important to you. We can start things off with Shirobako. Are you excited Shirobako is getting a dub by Sentai Filmworks? Finally. I don't mind either way. I'm super happy for people that are dub fans. Um, we have plenty of listeners that are are dub onlys and it sucks every time is like the list of like what what guy what do you what do you guys should watch? It's like you gotta watch Shirobako if you haven't. But there's there's dub, right? Yeah, but you still have to watch it. So now there's no excuse. You have to watch Shirobako now. It's got it's got a dub. Which is which is great. I'm I'm happy for our dub listeners to get that. Again, Sentai Filmworks is doing it. They're releasing a complete collection of it. They also announced they're doing a dub for the Demon Girl next door. So that's cool too because that was a really cute, fun little show. So yeah, it was. Definitely recommend that to the dub watchers as well. Look out for the Demon Girl next door. Best magical girl. One of the best magical girls. She's too pure and too cute. Plus, the main girl was very cute too. So good stuff. Very very happy. Very happy to hear. Uh, let's see here. Moving on, we have DMN Future Works is going to be producing a new grand, the new Grand Blue Fantasy, Guraburu, which is a comedy spinoff anime based on a four-panel comma uh, four-panel manga set to premiere in October. So we now have a premiere date and the studio for Grand Blue Fantasy, Guraburu, which is going to be in October. So. Cool stuff. Looks cute. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see here. The official YouTube channel 
for the Child of Kamiari Month, which is Kamiari no Kodomo, is um, they released a new trailer for that on their official channel for it. So you can check that out. The film is going to be opening in Japan in 2021. The synopsis is um, uh, they have like names of characters and stuff in here. Um, Kana uh, is the main character who loses her love of running after her mother passes away. One ring rabbit messenger of the gods and an oni appear before Kana and journey with her to Izumo in an old Japanese calendar. The month of October is called Kanazuki, the month of no gods. But in Izumo, it is called Kami-Arizuki, which is the month of gods, due to a legend that the myriad gods of Japan gather at Izumo's shrine during October. That told me nothing. So they're traveling there. <laughs> That's all it's saying. She lost her mom, stopped, stopped running, and now they're going to go to some place of the gods. So there you go. That is, that is the story. Looks pretty good. Visually looks pretty good, yeah. We'll see how that one turns out. But it's been delayed to 2021, so look forward to it. Hopefully by 2022, we will get to see that one. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Amazon Japan lists a cover for Haku Sinsha's Young Animal magazine, which reveals that Heion Sedai no Idaten Tachi is getting an anime adaptation. Um, it is Iraten Daitis in the Peaceful Generation is the English title for it. The synopsis in the manga story. Gods appear when humanity was on the verge of destruction due to the work of demons. Deities called Iraten fought and sealed away the demons 800 years ago. Nowadays, the Iraten have no fighting experience and they live peaceful lives but now the demons are reviving and the battle between gods humans and demons is about to begin interesting see that see how that one turns out interesting art style too manga planet has licensed a few an- uh, manga including chargemen's school salary or salaryman kintaro peacock king magical taroto and Silver Fang, the Shooting Star Gen. So, a lot of interesting ones. One of them looks like JoJo's. Charge Men's School. It must be the same mangaka. Creators Akira Miyashita. Doesn't have anything listed for JoJo's. So, maybe just a similar artist, I guess. Yep, there you go. Lionsgate has announced they have plans to release Ghost in the Shell film on UHD 4K Blu-ray on September 8th. So, wow, cool stuff there. Um, I'm curious if they'll also pick up Akira, which that one here recently had a 4K Blu-ray release of it. But I have not seen it over here in the States yet. I was thinking about importing it, but never did. It'd be interesting to see. I mean... did they up-res it, or do, they, do you think that they tried to pull it off of the film? I don't know if they pulled it from the film. I, I want to say they may have, because I, I think that they still they have the assets on that one, because I, I believe they had a pretty easy time to up-res the other one to the original Blu-ray HD. Don't quote me on it, though. I'd have to look into it. I am curious, though, because I know that Ghost in the Shell has had a history of bad 
uh, Blu-ray releases. So I'm curious if Lionsgate was one of the ones that did a bad release of that one. So I might wait for that one to get the reviews going forward to see if it actually is a good uh, either up-res or, or re, uh, redoing of it through the film. Curious. Very curious. I hope that somebody at some point tries to get some some clean stuff off of a lot of this stuff before it gets destroyed. Let's see if the discussions on it say. But I mean, that's another one where if if you're afraid of, you know, the Western companies messing it up, it can always import it because I think there is a Japanese version of it. And I think they do typically have all the... Anchor Bay's release of the movie had missing sound effects in the dub and other issues with audio. The subs were also different from the original release and inferior to which to at least one blatant mistake. Uh, there was also the 2.0 release, which included the original film, but upscaled. I don't have to look in that one more. Cool, though. I'm like, I, like, I like seeing these, uh, these older animes getting 4K treatment, if they are proper 4K treatments. <laughs> I don't want just up-resing. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Nahako Uehashi and Production IG's new film, Shika no Oh, has been delayed until 2021. That, of course, English title is The Deer King. It was originally slated to premiere September 18th in Japan. Um, I don't think we've actually seen anything on this one before, but uh, the novel The name around- actually sounds familiar. The English one or the Japanese one? The Deer King. Deer King. May have talked about it. Novel centers around Ban, the head of a group of soldiers who are expecting to die fighting for their land against the large empire looking to incorporate their homes into its kingdom. Instead of dying, however, Van is taken as a slave and thrown into the salt mine. One night, a pack of strange dogs attacks the salt mine and a mysterious illness breaks out. During the attack, Van takes the opportunity to escape and he meets a young girl. Elsewhere, rumor is spreading that only immigrants are, are coming down with the mysterious illness. The medical science uh, Hosal risks his life to search for a cure. Doctors also suddenly uh, study a father and child who seem to have survived the illness. The novel tells interconnection stories or interconnecting stories and bonds of those who fight against the cruel fate. Very different storytelling there. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that turns out uh, turns out good. The director is Masashi Ando, who their directorial work has only been in animation directing with uh, Tokyo Godfather, Paranoia Agent, and when Mari was there. Yeah. Then um, Taku Kishimoto is penning the script, who did work on Haikyuu, Erased, and Fruits Basket. So, yeah, interesting one. Definitely, definitely one that's intrigued me. Definitely a different different uh, synopsis than you usually run into with anime, so that's always good. Director Tsutomo Mizushima revealed on Twitter that he is close to starting a new project that has been uh, been planning for years. He is known for his work on Shirobako, another Genjikin, Girls on Panzer, Prison School, and for me and Chris specifically, our nostalgic for uh, feelings for Hare and Gu. And Dokoro-chan, so uh, he's definitely a prolific uh, director and very well known. I think most people are worried about him right now because he's been doing nothing but Girls on Panzer films. <laughs> so maybe that's why he's finally going to get this new project off the floor is because 
Uh, maybe he can complete that here soon. We don't. I don't know. I think they're only like. I don't know if they're only halfway through the films. I know they were going to make a ton of this, the the Girls on Panzer films. So I don't know. Maybe he's doing something in between them or maybe he's feeling like he's close to completing that. I haven't been keeping up with how many there are so far. So uh, the one thing, the fun thing I noticed about with this particular news is that NN noted that the uh, some repliers to his tweet about this were trying to guess the project and they were asking what project could be uh uh, it could be a finale to your coming, uh, you're being summoned Azazel, or possibly a new bludgeoning angel Dakota-chan project. And Mishishima said both guesses were wrong, <laughs> although he expressed great interest in doing the latter. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I'm not done with Dakota-chan. <laughs> he's he's very interested in doing more bludgeoning angel Dakota-chan. So. Uh, that was, that was fantastic. I, I literally laughed out loud when I read that. So, um, needs to get some, get good. some frustration out. <laughs> I'm getting to some very slapstick comedy, <laughs> literally slapstick comedy. Um, that was, that was great though. Got a, got a huge kick out of that. What would you, what would you think about what it, what a Dakoro-chan work right now? We, is there anything close to Dakoro-chan anymore? Like I guess something like, and I hate to say it, the um, what was that called? That anime that we did not like. That was a comedy that happened here recently. Well, um, and I, I know it's not the one that you're talking about, but um, Dropkick My Devil is pretty much that. Yeah, that is true. When we were talking about that, that's pretty much Dakota Chen. So yeah, I guess that's that's pretty the, the closest you can get to it. Every time that she killed Dakota Chen was pretty much. Or not Dakota-chan, but uh, uh, what was her name? The Snake Girl. Oh, Joshin. Joshin Chan, that's right. Yeah, that was that was uh, some funny news there. And uh, good luck to him. Hopefully this new project is soon and we can hear about what it is. Uh, but that's, that's cool. Cool to hear. Some kind of sad news. Uh, Crunchyroll has removed 77 anime from their title on their site on August 1st and quickly noted those 77 were all of Sentai Filmworks' licenses. So I know that a while back we talked about how Sentai Filmworks was partnering up with Crunchyroll and they were kind of sharing their catalog. I don't know if maybe that license or maybe that agreement has finally expired and they just didn't renew it or they weren't able to renew it. Um, I hope this isn't a sign of bad blood between the two of them. I know they're still technically sharing their catalog going forward. A lot of high dive stuff has basically moved into VRV. So there is technically, there's still some reliance on their partnership there because VRV, I don't know anybody that uses high dive anymore. They're probably using, they're looking up their stuff in VRV. Um, there might be people out there that are doing that, but yeah, it, it, it seemed like a very questionable thing. Now, most people probably don't care about most of this stuff. I, I think the, probably the biggest notable, I think, is uh, Shirabako. Shirabako dropping off Crunchyroll is definitely not something that most people would, would you know, shrug it off. Uh, other than that, I guess Crossange, just because we like to make fun of Crossange is a well, big there's one. A, there's a few of them in uh, there. Engage the Identified, just... Flip Flappers, uh, Girlish Number. Kiranomo Kiran- Zayek. 
I mean, it's not a it's not a a list that I would say is irrelevant, but uh, Rosen Maiden. Yeah, Rosen Maiden. I think Sherbach was probably the biggest one, though, no doubt. Supersonico. I think of the entire list. I think Sherbach was probably the only one that's like a a classic that just can't. I mean, if you if you put a gun to my head and said which of these can you not lose, it's going to be Sherbako. The rest of them, I can be like, yeah, I could probably live without them, even though there were you know some really good shows in here. Probably some, maybe like five or so of these are probably in my list of. Of um, I wouldn't say five of them. Probably a couple of them on my my list of uh, of this decade. Yeah, yeah. I hope hope nothing, no bad blood or anything's from this. Probably just a, a a set of stuff that they had in a license agreement at some point, and it just kind of expired. I just it does make me feel a little bit like did they not renew it because. Shirabako Dub's coming out soon, and they don't want to renew it just for that one title. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past a company from doing something like that. Is all I'm saying. Do you think they would do that? I don't know. Okay, it's the renews coming I really, up. We're I, dubbing this. I let it drop. I I all I do is is look at it from a grander scale. I think that this is if it might because what what you what you end up doing is you have to weigh the benefits versus the cons. And obviously they see a major con of some sort in working with Crunchyroll because I I can't imagine anything that working with Crunchyroll could be bad. So there has to be something that we don't understand. And the release of physical goods? <laughs> I mean, that's... Sorry. I, I don't know. I there, There's... There's got to be some reason why they're they they've they've weighted in the balance. Maybe they feel that Crunchyroll is eating too much of the the profit. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a reason. Well, I just searched for Shirobako VRB, and it comes to a internal server error. I don't know if VRB is having issues or if they're off of VRB too. I'm just curious if it's a case where. Is it Sentai Filmworks is losing the digital streaming licenses? I don't know. I'll have to check it later, see if maybe some of these titles... I know Shirabako's not coming up on BRV, which if it's still a part of High Dive, it will be on BRV through the High Dive channel. Well, that... that Actually, go down a little bit. See if... Because um, didn't you see say that the other ones were... No, that's in, a, in an article that you have later on in the... In the list. Yeah, Shirabako is still available on High Dive. So they haven't lost the streaming rights. It's just their part. It's got to be part of a partnership with them and they let it just drop, which, again, kind of sucks because you'd hope that they kind of keep this stuff available to more people. But yeah, I'm going to go with my conspiracy theory that they're planning on doing the dub release here soon. So they wanted to pull it from Crunchyroll's website so they could sell more Blu rays. And they just let all the stuff that was in the same bundle drop as well. We'll see, though. Man, they lost Bakuan. Motorcycle Girls. It sucks. Long Riders. Best biking anime ever. I actually like Long Riders more than Bakuan. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to this was a bluff, buff, uh, bluff called and... They're having to follow up on the yeah, bluff. Yeah, it could 
Tari Tati was good too. We liked Tari Tati. And Chris's favorite, the severing crime edge. <laughs> hey, I liked it. I thought it was weird, but yeah. Oh, and the undefeated Bahamut Chronicles. Wizard Barristers. Wizard Man. Barristers is, 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 is that, that, that's why oh, I was Wakaba thinking about. Oh, Girl. There's another one. Wakaba Girl and Shirabako. Those would, be, they, those would be my two favorite of this entire list. No joke. Wizard Barristers was the one that I I was thinking about a minute ago, and and I think that's tied into something else. So, yeah, Wakaba Girl was was is one of my favorites of all time. So, yeah, Invaders of the Rokujima, Rokujima. There's another the one that Andrew still wants to go back and check out. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I've literally I was gonna joke about the fact of listing off all 77 of them and then stop, but I've literally just almost listed every all of them. So. Another Crunchyroll news, some positive news for Crunchyroll. They announced on July 29th that they have surpassed 3 million subscribers. That is absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to Crunchyroll. Um, quite. And that's not like, that's not, see, they even listed in here, and they also noted that they have 70 million registered users. I don't really care about those ones. When they say the registered users, it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but actual paying subscribers, that's... That's fantastic. So congratulations to them on that one. Well, technically, I'm a registered user, and I'm not – I don't have a subscription going right now. Right. So there's really no use to it in my opinion. But I mean it was a subscription, but we transferred it over at some point. I mean that's like uh, this app has 50 million downloads. It's like yeah, but how many of them were people re-rolling <laughs> just to do the gotcha over and over again? That doesn't mean anything. Um, they also noted that uh, they know their most popular shows in the U.S. during its second quarter of the year, uh, April through June of 2020, which is Black Clover, Boruto, Food Wars, Haikyuu, Hunter x Hunter, Hunter, x Hunter uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, My Hero Academia, Naruto Shippuden, One Piece, and Tower of God. Literally, which was a surprise to everybody, but who? (laughs) All shonens. (laughs) All shonens. Yeah, the only ones that I would say are probably kind of um, surprising in that list is Tower of God. They hyped the hell out of it, though. Huh? They hyped the hell out of that one, though. Yeah, maybe. So that makes sense. I mean, it was all over the banners and everything. Uh, That's just a that's just a sign of just advertising how well advertising works and maybe i i don't know even black clover i can see being up there on that list i'm just surprised hunter hunter is still up there hunter hunter is huge people i know it's nuts well, no, about no, hunter, hunter. i know it's huge but it's not current it's concluded already isn't it they're not releasing new episodes of it i mean i don't know i thought that one's like one that's been done for a while or at least the current seasons of it. Well, at the same time, we're talking about April time frame to June, which would be the ultimate binge session time frame. <laughs> and suddenly out of nowhere, somebody said, time to watch Hunter Hunter. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, 2014. They haven't had a new episode since 2014. Which, no, I'm saying, I, I understand that Hunter Hunter is a good show. My point is, is that I'm actually For surprised Fairy Tale is not up on this list. Most people watch new shows as they're coming out. Not many people watch older shows. So it literally has been driven up there in the popularity based on people going back to watch it. Which is a huge surprise to me because most people want to watch the newest thing. They want to watch 
My Hero Academia. They want to watch Black Clover, stuff that's more recent, not, you know, a, a six-year-old show. So good on them. I think that's fantastic. So I still say it's the ultimate binge session. It's a great time to catch up on a lot of things, unlike some of us who didn't get that chance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, Cinema's bookworm's not on there, so that's very upsetting. Yes. How dare you guys? That should have been on the list. <laughs> should have been on the list. Yeah, I wish I had time. That is that is one that I want to go back and watch, is Hunter Hunter, so. Again, congratulations, Crunchyroll. Three million subscribers. Very cool. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Adult Swim has slipped in a delay for Uzumaki anime. <laughs> Apparently, they reposted... A similar trailer as to what they did before, but this new posting of the trailer on their YouTube channel in the description had the debut as being 2021, whereas the old trailer had 2020. So they kind of just like slipped in this delay into their description of the YouTube video, which is kind of funny. But I don't know if it's a well, no, the the actual title has in there too, coming 2021. So it's not just a – not a wouldn't be a typo if they did it twice, right? So that's a bummer. Bummer to – I mean, it, it's it's going on with everything else with the delays right now. So it is technically foreseen, expected. So bummer, but oh well. Arisuki, Are You the Only One Who Loves Me manga is slated to end on August 23rd. So all those people that aren't Andrew that were mad about – how that anime dropped the ball at the end <laughs> uh, that are enjoying the manga um, know that it's coming to a conclusion so you, you be ready for it be ready for the the wife who have choice to win uh, Toy Animation Kodansha as well as other anime content providers are launching Anime Log uh, this is going to be a new collaboration YouTube channel aimed to be prov- aimed to pr- at providing English and Chinese subtitled content for overseas fans. One of these days they'll get it figured out. <laughs> I think this might be a this is the one this is one of those ones where I think most people have been like, why don't you just do this? And now they're doing it. So we'll see if it works out for them. Uh, this is currently available in Japan, but they seek to reach a, gr- a greater audience. Uh, the plan is to stream 3,000 anime titles from 30 companies by 2022. Uh, the companies include Nippon Animation, Toei Animation, Tezuka Productions, uh, Shogakukun, uh, Shueisha, Shueisha Productions, Shinne Animation, and Kodansha, uh, as, as you know, along with other ones because it's not that's not 30. <laughs> Uh, in a statement, they said there exists a problem with illegal video distribution services these days, but Anime Log will d- uh, distribute only officially licensed animations and operate as a safe channel that families can enjoy together. So, I don't, I don't think this this is a bad idea at all. Um, I think that it's that there's a there's a I can see that there's probably a frustration involved in like. Like I was mentioning a few minutes ago with Sentai and, and Crunchyroll, there's a there's a frustration in the fact of either hosting your own streaming or using somebody else to host your streaming. You, you I no matter how you do it, you you end up losing out in some way, shape, or form. This at least gives them the um, the revenue from the 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 ads or whatever have you. 
the the frustration involved is that you can't you can't subscribe to one place per se and get all of it without the ads and because there's only two or three places you could technically do that and it, so it is frustrating i can i can see their 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 frustration in wanting to do it themselves but couldn't get a kind of a chunk out of the the pie per se yeah, I guess the the big question is is how they're going to distribute it on YouTube. Are they going to have it as supported? Technically, that magnitude of videos, I'm not sure if Google, uh, YouTube would be okay with them putting a lot of 3,000 anime titles onto their service and not have them as supported. I know here, what was it, about six months ago, there was a statement sent out to most users on YouTube that have video content. It was sent to me as well. Is They're looking to basically scrape out a lot of content providers that aren't, you know, basically allowing them to do ads because they don't see it as a benefit. They're just utilizing their services, basically using their, their bandwidth for nothing. They want to have people that have content that's getting viewers, that's getting ads because that makes them money. So I'm not sure how they would see a company coming in and saying, here's 3000 anime series. We want to stream it to everybody for free. I don't know how that would work. I don't know if that might be a positive or a negative to, to YouTube. I would assume they're going to put it on the uh, this anime log channel on YouTube and have it be ad-supported. That way they can actually make some revenue from it. My, I think the only thing that I see as a difficulty from it is that unless something's changed that I'm not aware of, YouTube doesn't really have the most organized setup. I mean, yeah, you can create playlists and they would be able to put say blackjack in a playlist on their channel and you can click on the blackjack play playlist and start playing it. But I, I mean, similar to when I would check out stuff on those entertainments, YouTube channel, like they would have a lot of their series on YouTube and you can watch in most cases, all of it. You would have to go to their channel, find the playlist and start playing it. It's just, it's not a, it's not like going to an app and just clicking on a series and watching the entire series. It's, it's going into the channel going into the hoping there's a playlist built for it that has it in order and you need to be watching it that way. It's not a really, I guess for people that are just going to YouTube and going search blackjack episode one, that's a positive thing because then that episode is going to pop up. And if anybody else uploads it, the algorithm is going to find it and, you know, knock it out. And so you're going to go to, to their anime logs well, version of it so that's at, a positive thing at the same time once they have them on the system that they're the youtube algorithms will start catching people who are yeah. putting it up so. that's what i mean it's there's two different ways that a copyright holder can stop people from putting their visual content on youtube one is where you upload the content on there and have it available for people to watch and then the algorithm can find it and get rid of anything that is copies of it the other way is that they have to they have to give that content to YouTube so that they can find it, but not post it. So, it essentially would help in that regard as well. So, it is cool either way. Um, having this stuff available to everybody, having a actual legal way to find this stuff is a good thing because there's a, there's going to be a lot of stuff in here that I don't I don't think Fritchie Boy Conan has anybody that's streaming it currently in the in the, in the U.S. at least. I don't think anybody has that particular series available. So having these shows that aren't available anywhere else is going to be great. Um, so it's, it's a positive win no matter how you look at it. And plus if it's, you know, slightly ad supported, 
I think that's fine. Give money to them. It's a legal way of checking out. There's plenty of YouTube app, YouTube apps out there that you can check out that can function to to view them with. So, and YouTube has really good, you know, bit rates and everything that you can work with. So, well, not really. There's issues with compression with YouTube, but <laughs> still better than most options out there. So, good on them. Good on them. Hopefully, it works out. Pretty exciting. Moving on. Beastars' second season is set to premiere January 2021. So we now officially have a season. It's going to be winter of 2021 that we will have our second season of the furry show. That joke fell flat. I thought Chris would chuckle at least. No, not even. All right. (laughs) Additionally, for those that are keeping up on the manga... uh, Akita Shoten's Weekly Shonen Champion magazine has revealed that Beastars manga is reaching its climax. So, interesting stuff there. It's coming coming to a close here soon, apparently. I'm not sure how far they're into it. I don't think they published the 20th volume. So, they're 20th volume, at least. So, cool stuff. It's going to be interesting to see where they go from here, so... That last episode was interesting, yeah. to say the least. Kind of uh, opened a few doors, at least. I agree, I agree. Really enjoying it, though. I'm looking forward to another season of it, especially. Uh, a new PV is available for I Am Standing on a Million Lives anime adaptation. Uh, this is reveals an October 2nd uh, debut for the series. I don't think I have the... Right tab up. But yeah, for those who don't remember, it's ninth grader Yusuke Yotsuya is uh, practical, friendly, uh, friendless, and not active in any clubs. Then one day, he and two female classmates are suddenly sent to another world where they must work together to battle for their lives. Yotsuya is a lone wolf and has almost has always lived his life according to what he wants. Uh, but now, uh, but how will he work out now? He's supposed to be a hero. Get ready for a one-of-a-kind fantasy story that will challenge everything you thought you knew about fantasy. So. I will say, <laughs> this trailer makes me think that I'm not going to like this main character. Think so? Yeah, there was a few shots of it that seems like he's... I don't... And I, I'm trying to follow what he's saying in Japanese. I don't have any subtitles to work with, but he sounds like he's kind of like not willing to help. So, we'll see. Hopefully he's not a jerk. And it does seem like it's got a mixture of, like, comedy and, like, dark, grim death and stuff. So, I'm I'm curious how that's going to work out with the series. But, we'll see. I don't know. The name of it it seems a lot different than the way it's coming off. At least in the the visual side i i'm i can't hear what they're saying so i have to trust that andrews <laughs> what he's saying is okay okay this sounds like it's going to be kind of brutal in a way yeah but that, that's one of those things where it's like i think we mentioned it with the first pv it's like are these deaths going to be like real deaths or is it going to be like one of those okay well they just disappear and they go back to the other world or something like that so we'll have to we'll see I wonder if they, oh man, that's going to be brutal if they have to deal with the the pain of death and then they they get re, re, resurrected or something. Jeez. 
kind of like a ReZero. Kind of like a ReZero, but but it, it, like their life is actually the game or something like that. So it's not restarting the entire thing, but they, yeah. Next bit, we have following COVID-related delays, the first Fate Grand Order Camelot film is scheduled to premiere on December 5th. So they have a new day set up. Originally it was August 15th, but um, now December. So that means hopefully by 2022 we'll see it over here in the West. Maybe. <laughs> I think you're starting to get a little bit uh, more optimistic with your... Yeah, I'm I'm bringing it up a, to a year now. I, I think the the recent Anaplex releases have been pretty close to a year, so I'm not I'm not throwing out the I'm not going Neon Just Evangelion type delays here. Some really good news, Chris. Are you ready? Go for it. The uh, live stream for the fifth anniversary of Yuki Yuna as a Hero announced a new TV anime. It's going to be titled Yuki Yuna wa Yusha de Aru Dai Mankai no Sho. Or the Great Fool Blossom arc. So excited! Yes, I, I I I don't remember if I was okay on the second season. I liked the prequel, uh, the prequel one. I really did like that uh, that particular one, the Sumi Sumi's a hero, whatever. Yeah, but I think that I wasn't too happy with the second season. I mean, I I still enjoyed it, but. Yeah, I hope the the third season definitely gets back to some really good stuff. So we'll see, though. Uh, the one thing it, in, interesting to note is that Seiji Kishi, who was the director did did the first season, is returning for this particular season. So that is a the fact that it was different directors may have been played a part of it. And I, I would have to go back and look at the two of them to really kind of notice if it was a directorial thing or if it was just a story thing. Um, it's been too long since we watched that. Uh, but yeah, the studio will be Kokumi. So I'm excited. Nothing really else to go with it other than the fact of the title and the fact that it's coming. But I'm always up for more Yukina. I really do enjoy that cast and I really love the first season. So it's good, good Magical Girl. Definitely an interesting, different take on the whole Magical Girl stuff. Uh, a new website opens for the new smartphone game for Higurashi When They Cry. Are you excited for a gotcha game involving your favorite sadistic show? Hmm. I don't know. Get into that gotcha. I, Pull some I, I'm, I'm, murderous girls. I'm I'm not getting any more gotchas. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Um, I'm like bordering on the edge of yanking the last two off of my game my my iPad right now because I just did. I'm going crazy with these stupid things. Yeah, I was thinking of the other day I've taken out Maja Record off of my... I mean, I've, the only reason I've been keeping Maja Record is because I was waiting for the Monogatari uh, gotcha when that comes out, but the gotcha rate on that sucks so much that I'm like, I don't even think I'm going to get any of them, and I'm going to get angry, and I'm going to uninstall it anyway, so I might as well uninstall it now before the gotcha comes, and then I go, well, I don't have it anymore, so I guess I'm not going to get them. Well, that's just like fake go. I'm 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 trying to play the stupid uh, summer game, and it's so grindy. It is. It, it is it, so grindy. It's annoying as crap, and I still haven't seen the uh, the the freebie. And it's like, why am I you even get bothering right with this? I don't even, huh? You get it right off the bat. Well, the the, the temporary, the temporary, yeah. Um, 
and it's it, it, the the frustration is, is I I don't want to play the stupid thing, and I'm sitting here doing this just for a freebie character. <laughs> then I have I build up I forty. You installed a long time ago. I no, I just sit there and go in and collect my stuff and turn it off. I don't even I haven't bothered with playing it in forever, and now I'm actually playing it, and then I build up. Not to mention this fact that I lost all my Degum points a long time ago but i built up another 40 toss them onto the 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 gotcha system again didn't get crap again and it's like why am i even bothering and and then i go into the other game the the one that i'm actually kind of having fun with and i'm 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 finding myself doing the same things over and over and over again i don't even know why i'm bothering with it yeah crossing void yeah crossing void is getting the yeah it's getting very cycled but at least with Crossing Void, I'm not angry about the gotcha. <laughs> it's true. I went like 600 quarts to see if I can get Jean, uh Archer, and I ended up getting like... The first time I rolled on everything, I, I went through 600 quarts, 40 tickets, and I only got two Ibrakis. I didn't get any Ushiwakamaru's, and I got no Jean Archers. I went in later on, I was like, eh, I'm going to throw another... I'm going to throw a quick, you know, 23 bucks at a... a Pin spin didn't get her, but then I like had a few extra quartz left afterwards, and I just like two, three spins and ended up getting her. And I'm like, okay, you could. Well, first statement when she comes out is, I have answered your call for summons. I'm like, you could have done that 600 quarts ago. What are you talking <laughs> I, about? And I did, I did similar. I, I, I had about uh, 500 and something quartz and 90, 90 daggum tickets. And I dumped them all on Medeb, and I got literally everything but Medeb. <laughs> the ramp is a lie, as I say, Chris. <laughs> Anyways, Higurashi when they cry is getting a gotcha game, I, I'm which neither that, of us are going to get. Just saying. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's a got it. it they've, only, they've only listed the title, which is Higurashi no Naku Koro ni Me. Um, it is slated for summer of 2020 so literally here soon in japan in terms of summer anyways um the story center is uh in collaborations with ryokishi 07 or 07 uh it has been noted as being part of the original work so at least the original visual novel portion is being involved with this new story um it is quoted as a free-to-play role-playing game that will be available on ios and android devices and include in-game item for purchase a pre-registration campaign for the game is launched, and all players have received an in-game reward based on the number of players who pre-register. When I checked out the website for it, they had like basically it looked like a you know a gotcha point system reward for the collaborate the uh, the the launch event that they're doing. So, and then they showed like a picture of I forget what her name is Rukia was the main girl with the orange hair with the cleaver. I think her name was Rukia. They show the the main girl with the hatchet with the orange hair. I think her name's Rukia, and it had like SSR next to her face. So I'm, that's why I'm assuming there's going to be a gotcha system in here. Is whenever you see SSR, that usually means you know they're ranking in the in the rarity for the characters. So I'm guessing it's going to be like the usual chibi style side 2d characters fighting on a map like every other dingacha game is now which i'm so sick of seeing that style anymore because there's just so many of them that same exact style to them but yeah fans of igarashi 
I guess, be excited for that on your Androids if you want to download it from the Japanese servers, I guess, because it'll probably be a Japanese thing. So, there you go. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to get you into a rant. <laughs> it wasn't even expected to get into that rant, so... <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Go on to that one. Uh, new series for Seven Deadly Sins, The Dragon's Judgment arc, is set to premiere January of 2021 due to the COVID delays, but... Um, yeah, that's when it'll be airing in Japan, which means we'll probably get it over here about the fall of 2021. So be be excited, I guess. I'm super excited. I, I love my Seven Deadly Sins. It's been a while since we've seen any of it. I think there's a movie on Netflix that we have to watch of it. I almost feel like I need to go back and watch a little bit of it to get caught, to get refreshed on stuff. The last arc we watched, yeah, I was starting to feel like we were... <laughs> I was forgetting things, but it felt like it's one of those series that when you start watching a bit of it, you're like, yeah, I'm starting to remember things. I think I, yeah, I remember where this character, I remember where this came from. But yeah, look forward to more though. Uh, Tokyo Shoko Research reported uh, the that Studio Arms has declared bankruptcy. Um, so for those who don't remember, Studio Arms, uh, they worked on the likes of Elfin Lead, Mayu. Samurai Girls and Samurai Brides, Isuka, Ikitosen, Wizard Barristers, Kite, Mezzoforte, Genshiken Season 2, and Queen's Blade, amongst other ones. But yeah. This is th- this is actually one that really kind of sucks, because there's a lot of um, shows in there, that list that I really, really do like. Yeah, they don't really do many, though. I think the recent one out of that list is probably Wizard Barristers. Or unless, yeah. unless Isako was earlier than that one. One of the two of those ones was recent. They have a style that I do really, really like. And in particular, in particular, uh, it seems to be a base for uh, Yasomi Umetsu, which is my favorite uh, character yeah, artist. True. So it's, it, it, it is frustrating. Yeah. I, I think that for the fact that any studio... Going bankrupt is always kind of a, a bummer. Uh, I don't know. Really, is no information on why that is. I haven't really been keeping too much track of arms themselves, so I don't know if it's something that's been up and coming for a long time now, or if maybe the COVID thing may have been a a death blow to it. But it it is it does it does suck to see these studios go under. So especially when they've they've done a lot of creative work that we've enjoyed in the past. I think probably of those ones, Elfin Lee's probably the most prolific one out of the entire list. But Genshin 2, a lot of people did enjoy. I know there was a, a mixture of people's thoughts on that one. I was okay with Samurai Brides and <laughs> Girls. <laughs> Mayu was good. We didn't. Do, we did enjoy Mayu. Too bad I didn't get a second season because that one did have a really nasty kind of see you in the manga light novel. I don't know if it's light novel or manga uh, cl- conclusion to it. So. Yeah. And Kite and Mezzoforte are just absolutely amazing animation works. I think if I think of all of these, those two had like a step above with the animation. I don't know if they had a huge budget with those two, but they were some really awesome animation wise. So there you go. Unfortunate. Well the end and Samurai Brides and Samurai Girls, I don't know 
Well, Samurai Girls was the first one, right? And Samurai Brides was the second one. Right. Samurai Girls, I remember having like a really unique style to it. Samurai Brides, I think, was kind of a letdown visually. I didn't. I don't think it really did as good as the first season did visually. Michael. Tony Kawa, over the moon for you. Anime website has revealed both a new key art and a premiere date of October 2nd. So uh, for those who don't remember, this is the one that was based off the um, the writer Kinjiro Hata, who did Hayate the Combat Butler and also did work on Seiyuu Life. So, yeah. This will, of course, be a Crunchyroll original. It's already being kind of touted as a Crunchyroll original, so it will be streaming on their services. And they the will future. be blasting it for everybody to see that this is the next one that they've got. And it will end up on their top of the entire first half or second half or wherever it ends up being premiering. Well, it would be the second half of 2021 or 2020. So there you go. Uh, for those that remember, the comedy follows a boy named Nasa who meets a generally cute girl named Sukasa on the day of his high school school entrance exam and immediately falls in love with her. Nasa confesses his feeling, but her response is that she will only go out with him if they get married. Years later, on Nasa's 18th birthday, she suddenly appears to get uh, she suddenly appears to get married. Thus begin Nasa's newlywed life. Why does it say that she suddenly appears to be married? They suddenly appear to get married would probably be the better way of putting that. But, uh, yeah. Definitely looks cute. Looking forward to it. Um, I've enjoyed Hayata the Combat Butler's stuff, even though I haven't, I don't think I've watched all of it. I, I really don't remember how much I've watched of that. But, um, I can see yeah. the style now. <laughs> I did not catch that until you said that. Yep, yep. Rise Stuff has announced their plans for the release of Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Collector's Ultra Edition Blu-ray. Uh, it's going to be available on December 1st. The collection will include one to, uh, episodes 1 to 48 of the HD remastered television version and episodes 1, of, 1 through 50 of the original SD series and three special edition movie compilations with both English subtitles and dub. Uh, right stuff noted the remastered series will be available in standard versions on 2021. So if you don't want to get the Blu-ray versions of it, you can get them then. Um, but the original series in SD will only be available through the ultra edition. Oh, okay. That makes sense. They're doing Blu-ray SD versions. The Blu-ray SD versions of it will not be available outside of the ultra edition until 2021. Hope that makes sense to people. <laughs> Uh, the release will also bundle a 118-page art book and a double-sided tear-out poster. So, I think the only weird thing about that is that they don't have all 50 episodes in the HD remastered version of it. So I'm wondering if maybe in Japan, when they did the HD remasters, they cut two episodes? So it is nice that they do at least have an SD version of the original 50 episodes. So at least they're saying here, look, you can still have it all. It just wasn't all HD remastered. I'm curious of the story behind that. Is Are they just episodes? Because I know, like, with the... It's one of the series we watched here recently. There was one that had an episode that they completely cut out. Like, the original creator, like, cut them out. Like, they didn't want it in the, re the Blu-ray version of it. So, I don't know if that's just something the director cutting them out of there, or... Might be uh, recap episodes. That's true, too. Maybe they didn't want to bother with... <laughs> I wouldn't want to re HD remaster a recap episode. <laughs> Very true. 
But they don't really have recap episodes in Gundam. Unless it's a newer thing they decided to do with Seed. At least all the ones that we've watched so far, which are the older ones. I don't know if that's something new they they you know started doing with Seeds. So, yep, that's um, one of the very few ones that we have left of the fifty episode long Gundams that we still need to watch. So excited! I'm ecstatic. <laughs> ecstatic! Cannot wait! <laughs> Cannot wait! Cannot wait to truck through that one. Uh, see here, Funimation has announced that they will begin streaming Sailor Moon R, the movie, which technically have already started beginning on August 7th. Uh, on August 14th, they will also be streaming Berserk the Golden Arc uh, 2 and Berserk the Golden Arc, uh, Golden Age Arc 3 movies, both again on August 14th. So look forward to that in the future. Uh, Peach Boy Riverside Manga is set to get an anime adaptation for release on July 2021. Uh, so quite a ways out. <laughs> We're looking at a year, but at least we can look forward to it. Uh, the studio is Asahi Productions. Uh, the synopsis for it is, Once upon a time, there was an old man and an old woman in a certain land. The old man went into the mountains to cut grass, and the old woman went to the river to wash clothes. I had a feeling that was going to be Momotaro, just when you said Peach Boy, and, I, <laughs> and I'm and i like, oh my gosh, are we going to be seeing some kind of psycho Momotaro, or what? I <laughs> when she came across the giant peach with a baby floating by, and long story short, the Japanese demon fighting folktale hero Momotaro was born. But there's more to the story. What if instead of one giant peach, there were many such peaches besides the one that floated to Japan? Much later, Momotaro did eventually vanquish the demons threatening his home, but still more demons are said to roam the foreign lands. So, Momotaro sets off across the sea. So, yeah. Okay, there's more peaches. More peaches. But... And so he kills all the ones in his land and goes to the places where the other peaches are to interfere with their capability. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like there's more more people with the same kind of abilities. Like, they they show the psycho-looking girl, her kind of awakening to her powers, her peach powers. So, we'll see. Not a... Not too much a fan with the psycho derpy looking faces characters, and that seems to be pretty prevalent in the PV. But we'll see. We'll see how derpy it is. I don't know. I'm kind of curious of this crazy version of uh, Momotaro. So we'll see. Yep. Uh, Seven Seas has announced that they have licensed Super HX Arrows manga, so just in time for the current broadcasting of the anime adaptations, look forward to the manga. If you are enjoying that series, you can check them out with Seven Seas, licensing it. Uh, Discotech announced that they have new licenses for release on October 27th for Blu-ray, including Lupin the Third, The Pursuit of Harry, uh, Harry Mao's Treasure. Uh, new Getter Robo OVA and Isaka, Chris. Somebody finally licensed Isaka. <laughs> about time. Uh, I was asking for a friend, but I searched out to find out that that is indeed the uncensored version of Isaka. So that's exciting. 
all eight, 10 episodes plus the OVA, subtitle only. I know that Gitterobo and Lupin the Third ones, those ones are going to have dubs with them as well. Isika would only be subtitles. So, yeah. If you were looking forward to the uncensored version of Isika, <laughs> Discotech's got it for you. Excited, Chris? Actually, yeah. I wonder if I might actually go watch that finally. <laughs> That the big running joke, everybody, is that Andrew literally watched what I watched like five episodes of it, and then just dropped it. I never. I, went I back don't know. To I it. don't even think you got that far. I got to the part where there was like some kind of like tunnel, I d- and I don't. I don't human remember eating car. It was a yeah, human eating. I car. think that was in like the first episode or two. No, so. the first episode was the mice. Yeah, the first episode was the don't mice, ask and me then why I have all this stuff. The car, in and the car was in the second episode. That, yeah, might have been that. Might have been the second episode. <laughs> I don't know. Is is Isika still on? I think it's not on Crunchyroll anymore, if I remember correctly. I think I tried to check to see if it was still up. I was looking for a friend. Mm-hmm. We know. Oh no, it's still it's still on here. No, because that one's the cat girl. I watched that one. Uh, the third episode. Yeah, I think it is. It might be the third episode. Let me see. I mean, it's like 10 episodes. So, I mean, me getting to like three or four episodes is literally like half of it. It's just you a couple so. short of half of you it. You say so. I mean, if you divide it by two and then you minus one, it's literally half. What was Isika about again, Chris? Tell our listeners because they're very interested to know what was this show or two. remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was like 10 years ago. Oh, crunchy. Girl gets. No, she already had powers, and she bumped into the guy, saved him, I want to say. I don't remember why the two of them ended up staying together, but yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember what the guy's thing was, that he, why they had to be together. Because there's always, like, a reason why, like, oh, okay, well, they, they need to bunk them together. But yeah, it was, like, demons that, like, stole people's powers by... It was the third episode with the killer car. Becoming very, very lewd somehow takes their powers or something like that. Yeah. The exact opposite of HX Eros. <laughs> yeah, that only make them like feel like <laughs> crazy amounts of enjoyment. Let me see if I recognize anything in episode four. I might see a spoiler and just ruin the entire show for myself. I remember that. Well, you reviewed it, so... Kind of looks familiar. They're looking a little rough. Do they have the uncensored version on Crunchyroll? I'm not seeing like bright I bars and it. stuff. I doubt it. No, that would have been censored. No, they don't censor it until they start getting actual things being shown. See, I remember her. So I think I watched episode four too. The Possessed Blade. The good old Possessed Blade. The show got really rough. <laughs> That's why I always wonder, want to know if they've got a clean when when they announce a Blu-ray of some sort. I want to know if it's a uh, cleaned-up version or not. I see. The, There's your bar. The problem is that most of the time they don't they fix odds and ends, but they never really kind of fix bigger issues. So I don't really see a lot of this, like the stuff we're seeing, like the wonkiness and the character design is really being fixed. It's really only like the, the catastrophic stuff, or if it's like a really popular story. I, I meant to tell you that um, I ran into a video of the Blu-ray release of the second season of um, Love is War. 
and uh, Kaguya Summer Love is War. It was the funniest video you've. I don't know if you how you'd be able to search it, but if you can look it up, it's it's really great. And it's the, where they go through like all these like here's the here's the TV version, and this is what we improved. And they would like show off like they would like point out the most like obscure thing, and then they would do like the the leap back and forth. Like here's the Blu-ray, here's the here's the TV. And you see the difference, kind of thing. And they keep flashing back and forth. And yeah, there was some of them that they were like legit, like yeah, you know, there's this like you know shadowing that they kind of help make this character look better. Or they change the color of like a tear or something like that, so it actually looks more natural and doesn't look like you know blue blobs coming off their face. But some of them, it was like you know, this thing got changed, and you're like looking at it and going, "This is probably the obvious thing that probably should change." And I was like, "This is what changed over here," and it was like almost like they were playing with the people that were viewing. It was really funny. <laughs> Probably the best little... Of course, you don't really see often... Well, there is some cases where they show off, you know, the difference in Blu-ray. But it's usually for, like, big production things like, say, Unlimited Blade Works or something like that when that was released. I'm sure they probably did a video for that one. But in most cases, you don't really get the the comparison shots. You Maybe you might get, like, a quick, you know, posting on Twitter or something like that of, you know, a side-by-side comparison. Well, the the, the one that always stands out in my mind is, is Wizard Barristers. And they're what that happened there and what they had to <laughs> fix badly. that was literal cat catastrophic they had to fix. show yeah. people look it's better <laughs> <laughs> the 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 uh the old shooting in the air scene we all love so dearly is no longer in the blu-ray which does sadden me a little bit that was a nightmarish last few episodes i swear good stuff though good memories good memories Anyways, uh, last bit of news we have is Sentai Filmworks obtains digital rights for Demon City Shinjuku anime. So they're planning on having it available in digital distribution for the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, and include a original English dub. So look forward to Demon City if you're looking for it. Yeah. And that is it for the news that seems important to us, which should be important to you because it's important to us. Let's jump into our community, answer a couple questions from our community members. We do have some time left. Uh, let's see. Start off with bacon chips. No, I'm sorry. XXXDRK bacon chips. Web XXX. Very edgy. Uh, says, hello again from the very spooky dark web. I have two questions just in case you can't answer the first one. Have you guys ever read the manga series Good Night Punpun, uh, Yasumi Punpun? And if it were to turn into an anime series, which studio would you want making it? I have been wanting to read Good Night Punpun for so long. Um, I which think, if that? I remember correctly, one of the other manga I have is from the same creator, but. It's weird because when I first seen it, and I think that most people have the same reaction, when I first seen it, I was completely turned away by the artistic choice, obviously. For those who don't know, Goodnight Pun Pun, it essentially follows essentially the entire life of somebody. The odd thing about it is that the main character is portrayed as like a weird ghost bird looking thing. <laughs> yeah, because it's written by Inio, uh, Inio Asano, which I think also did Solanen. Which I did read Solanen. Uh Solanen was really good. So if you've 
read Goodnight Pun Pun, you should check out uh, Solonin. It's actually fantastic. But yeah, so the the initial kind of thing that makes you deters you from reading it is like, how can I take it serious when the main character is literally looks like a like a weird like a bird inside of a ghost robe. But I've heard like incredibly good things about it, and I've been wanting to read it for a long time. I think the time that I was going to buy it, they didn't have like the last volume, so I held off because I wanted to buy it all at once. But yeah, I I really badly, badly want to read that series because I've heard a lot of really good things about it. So I'm assuming you have not. I've heard of it, but okay. then but I've I've been looking at your Solonin for a long time, but I don't I don't know if that is a style of story. I mean, the artwork is very very interesting to me. Yeah, like everything else looks great, like art style. It's like I said, it's just, it's so weird that there's a, again, it's not supposed to be a bird person in a ghost costume. It, it's just, I think I read An somewhere where they, yeah, I think the, I've read somewhere where the writer specifically did that. So it's, it's better to kind of insert and really get connected with the character. But yeah, I've, I've heard it's really fantastic and I have been looking to watch, read it for a long time. If you're looking for Zolan and it's behind my, uh, my, uh, Key Metal Idol cell artwork. That you don't know what Key Metal Idol is? I don't see it. My cell I don't even artwork? see the key, key Metal Idol. Okay, there you go. Okay, where's my cell artwork? <laughs> There's only two of them. Uh, anyways, uh, second question from Bacon Chips. Uh, I'm sorry, XXX Dark Bacon Chips Web Stock XXX. Um, is there a manga series you really like and would like to have an anime series that doesn't have one yet? Um, yeah, I absolutely love this artwork. I can tell you that right now. Solonin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you make an anime adaptation of Solonin. That, that would be fine. Um, but no, I, I what's what's troubling about that question is I don't usually typically read mangas until I've watched an anime series enjoy the story and then go find the manga. Um, it's very rare that I check out a manga before it's been adapted. The only ones I've have really is Solonin and I technically read a silent voice before that got a movie adaptation. Um, I think that's it. Well, all the, all the, um, blanking on his name right now. Inside Mari, I read that one before, and that technically hasn't had an anime adaptation yet. Um, I don't know if I'd want Mari as an anime adaptation. It would just be more for people to and, bash him about. That, and that, and that's but the see, problem is I, my my mentality there is strictly in. I don't know that it would be received well. I think it's a very dirty story well, and i really like it for that reason it's human dirtiness well like like flowers of evil people absolutely went the wrong way with that story well that was rotoscoping though well no even if you take away the rotoscoping aspect people took the story itself the wrong way unless i had forced you to go through that first real big chunk and you actually were able to start seeing what the heck the story was really about 
you wouldn't have gotten through the first part. You would have seen, okay, creepy pervert, and then it, the 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 weird girl that keeps yelling well, at no, him. I didn't have a problem with getting through it. I just couldn't get through this show. Once I started reading the actual manga, I was fine with it. Hmm. Of course, it was also the fact that I bought the entire series, so I kind of had to. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of forced myself. Like, hey, I gotta, gotta read the whole thing. I don't know that I ever had a moment that I was forcing myself through it, though. No, I think most of my in, in most cases for me, it's I want either full adaptations or continuations of stuff that I've picked up because of the show. Like, I would love them to restart. Not they don't have to restart Claymore, but they might have to just because they technically tried to anime original the ending of the anime, whereas the manga kind of the last scenes in the manga version takes a different direction for a longer story and i would love them to finish claymore um would love more noragami i I think that there is a great arc up ahead of what they currently have with the show and i would love to see more of that but no things that have not yet and should um i still hold by my my mayu my i think that that is a a story that really really needs to be done more of, at least. That you've read? You read the manga? Yeah, I guess. You guess you've read the manga? <laughs> no, I guess I haven't. So. I was just, I'm just saying because that was the question. And that's fine that they're, yes, yeah, because like, you know, want more Bison Wolf, of course. But no, um, well, that, but, so specifically things that I have read that don't have adaptations yet, it would, it would be probably Solonin. Because like I said, I don't really necessarily, Happiness, I think, was probably his weakest work. And um, Inside Mari, like I said, I just don't think it's going to be received well. As much as I really enjoyed it, and I think they could possibly, with the adaptation, fix the ending to be less drug out because he has a problem with not just finishing it. And that was the same thing with with Happiness. He just didn't finish it, and he should have finished it earlier. Um, So, yeah, that's my answer, I guess. I've got a lot of stories, but most of mine are in the weird kind of doujin level areas. So I don't know. I, I, I would, I would have to say my mainstay is always going to be this. The same with like Andrew said is the uh, Oshimi guy. Yep. Shizu Oshimi. Okay. Shizu Oshimi. P.S. He says I have your Minecraft passwords. No. No. Can I have them back? I don't. I don't even remember what my password is, so I might have to get it from you later if I ever decide <laughs> to play it again. So if you can hold on to it for me, that'd be great. And if I ever decide to go back to it, I'll need your help. Uh, but thanks. Dark thanks for at least webs. protecting them for us. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure that's what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> very, very, very kind of you. Very, you're a very nice young man. <laughs> You and your dark web. Very dangerous. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. Uh, Ved sent an email, said, uh, I have been following you guys for over a year now and love your voices. You are truly mad lads. I wanted to ask you, or I wanted to ask when you would do a face reveal. Also, Andrew's my favorite. Love the from heck? India. Yes, we watch anime in India. <laughs> I think it's like that thing of like, yes, over here, 
we do have this thing called an- of anime as well. <laughs> I, I think that's probably because we keep making jokes whenever somebody says that they they watch it anime from wherever, and we go. No, there's I, I anime that, there. <laughs> I think the, our response to that's more of like you listen to us from there. <laughs> you care to listen to us? We over here. Uh, but no, the I've the, done a face reveal like three times. It's in yeah, the anime awards. Andrew, <laughs> technically, Andrew is, is on the anime awards. So several times I've face revealed. Eh, not 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 particularly avoiding it. I mean, I've already had people ha- who is bumped around long enough and found me so it's not like i'm really that hidden it's just that podcast doesn't have videos so it's <laughs> the only reason we're not doing it um yeah so yeah thanks for listening to us for way too long and i'm glad you like our voices i think my voice is probably terrible but i'm glad you like it you can borrow it whenever you want i've got a great voice i don't know about you whenever chris actually speaks it's really great. Andrew talks too much. I'm glad that you like my voice because I talk too much. Apparently you're his favorite, so that's I did read that a second ago. It's very <laughs> astute of you to find that. Uh I, I'm see. sure somebody likes me. I I don't know. <laughs> somebody likes me. Somebody <laughs> out there. Gosh darn it, they like me. Uh Yari Yusha says um hey guys long time listener first time asker i love listening to your podcast at work really does help time go by i hope it's not causing you to lose consciousness and that's why time goes by quickly if it is don't listen to us anymore (laughs) though i'd be driving a tractor and that would be a bad thing (laughs) it's like i i work as a a guard at a facility and i listen to you guys makes me go to sleep time goes by really quickly Appreciate you guys putting me to sleep. Uh, also says, though, it kind of looks strange to my colleagues when I randomly burst out laughing during funny segments. That that could be a problem if you're sleeping and then burst into laughter. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. That's probably why they're creeped out. Because you're waking up and laughing. <laughs> well, we're drawing some weird conclusions out of this. <laughs> The segments a little while back where Chris went, Andrew, you thirsty, thirsty boy, <laughs> in that funny voice, especially bright in my day. I do not even remember that. I don't remember it either, so. <laughs> I got to find that because I need to destroy that segment. Thanks for pointing it out. Uh, my question is, why do I struggle to get into anime series when the main character is a male as a male myself? I often find myself browsing Mal looking for recommendations. I find the page uh, for an anime, but see the main lead is female and will end up passing it over. Um, wait, 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 wait. You're having problems with male. Oh, isn't a male. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Oh, okay. So why do I struggle with getting into anime series when the main character isn't a male as a male myself? Um, when he finds one that has a female lead, you end up passing it over. That's just that's just well, the, um, relatability. Yeah, relatability. That's really what it is. And I, and I think I kind of pointed that out with the discussion that we had about, like, relatability of characters and the connections you bond with them. I forget exactly what it was discussion was about. But specifically in that case, I was talking about it's odd that with uh, – that Hanasaki Roha is my favorite anime of all time. And I had this really deep connection with the character. 
And I point out the fact that, yes, she's technically a female girl, but, and is, you know, opposed to other females, um, <laughs> but it was the fact that the things that she was going through were the things that I was able to bond with that character through. Like, the connection I made with that and the reason I, you know, was able to insert myself into situations so well is because I was able to, you know, bond through the circumstances she was facing at the time. But in any other case, if I can't really bond with the character, it's difficult. And well, it usually like, involves them being a male character, obviously, because I can relate to that character. It's like we were we were complaining during our uh, first impressions of the the rent-a-girlfriend guy. I, I can't relate to him, and he, yeah. he is driving me nuts. And that's the exact opposite of relatability. I don't relate with him. That That is the problem. I try to relate with the characters around him to kind of offset that, but even that I'm having a hard time with. Yeah, and it's not to say that, you know, random dither character number 55 we relate to, yeah. but they're less, when there's a dither character, I think they're, I think they're less difficult to relate to because they aren't so outspoken about what they believe and how they feel about things, and their personality is very blank. So I think even with with dither characters, even though we can't relate with them because we're not a ditherer, it's you can still manage to make a connection because they're not so their personality isn't out there so much that you're going to go, well, that's not my personality. It's something something that I had thought about after we had discussed that show. I and 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 this is something that I guess kind of in defense of that that particular show. It, I wonder if the um, the the writer is trying to explain a ditherer. Does that make sense? Like they're over overcompensating on the quote unquote lie factor for all the things that he's trying to make it make sense why he's a ditherer. I don't know that it's going to well, make I me like him any better, but maybe that's trying a, an over compensation of trying to explain the the dithering factor why he's a dither well the problem is that i don't really necessarily see that him being yeah he technically is a ditherer but he's not like the if he's trying to make a play off the ditherer characters typically dither characters are just they are clueless i guess whereas this character is not clueless he's just Making stupid decisions. I was going to say he's just he, stupid. He, he just makes stupid decisions. <laughs> he's just no, stupid. I, I agree. And it, but, and I, mean, it's, I can it's, see that. I can see that as a just a ditherer that won't make a decision. He can technically get to that point. Yeah, he won't it's make just, that. He won't make that step. It's just one of those things that kind of crossed my mind as as to maybe that's what they're trying. Not not necessarily that I don't because I I, I still stand by my a writer is just going to tell the story that he wants to tell. Sometimes people will the, the more mastermind type super writers might be able to plan out, you know, 20, 20 chapters ahead, but not all of them. I think that a lot of times it's just a story that's playing out in your head and you want to write the story down. And maybe he's trying to explain the the, the character a little bit better, but I don't know. It, it, it's just something that I, I kind of a thought that had crossed my mind. But no, it's it's funny because I don't I don't really see because he's just so he's got so many kind of weird things about him that that yeah I mean 
thinking about the last episode particularly. It's like that's overly – I'm not saying that's not something that some guys do. I'm just saying that that was an overly obnoxious thing that they put out in the front. Yeah. It's funny because I don't really – that's the answer to your question is that you're going to see the male characters as more relatable and they're going to be more easily to jump into. But I can't necessarily say that I find shows with main female characters being unwatchable. Not not unwatchable. Like you're not saying that you're saying it's unwatchable, but I don't find them that difficult to get into as much. And I don't know if there was a time where that was a problem for me. Um, in most cases, they're going to be male main characters. It's just going to be a very significant uh majority is going to be male characters. And I think in the case with with shows that do have female leads, 99% of them are going to be shoujos. And shoujos are technically more geared towards females audience and have a different direction, more most of the time more pushing pretty boys and romance. Those are really hard to relate so to. Those are yeah. <laughs> so so when I think about, you know, yeah, I can look at you know, Flying Witch, female main character, loved it to death. It wasn't a shoujo, in my opinion. I don't think it was classified so. one. But if you get into something like, yeah, um, I don't know, Nor 9 with Brick's female characters, psh, can't get into them. I cannot relate to Brick's girls. And a lot of those shoujo shows are Brick's girls. So I don't know if you're specifically running into shoujos or if you're running into cute girls doing cute things. Because I think those two things are significantly different. Uh, there's Marie the Virgin Witch. There's Flying Witch. Those are female leads that are not shoujos that have a storytelling me- mechanic that I love to death. Then there's Cute Girls Doing Cute Things, which is just straight up just cute girls doing a goofy fun thing, which I love to death. And then there's the shoujo shows with the Brick's main character who can't make a decision on her own and have a bunch of pretty boys. I don't know which one you're seeing, and that's what I'm, what I'm kind of curious about in the I'd follow-up be, question. I'd be, I'd be really, really interested to see how how they feel about uh, shows like Kimi ni Todoke or, um, or like uh, Skip Beat or something like that, where it's more not, not so much like Kimi ni Todoke is, is, is very, very, it is a shoujo. It's a shoujo romance, but, but it's, it's not a Brick's main character. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Brick's main character. Uh, Skip Beat is kind of similar where it's really amorphous and on, on how it's playing out. It plays like a, it is a shoujo and, and you, you will see it as you go through it. I mean, when, when Rin walks out the first time and you're like, it, he pops in as the most gorgeous guy in the world. And you're like, Sharp yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but it still plays off the kind of more of a, a shonen feel of, uh, strap yourself up and 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 fight fight really hard for what you want and it, so it 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 plays both both fields really well i guess i should have read the rest of it, it says, one example is i watched the most of uh, a certain scientific index or a certain magical index series where the main character is a boy called toma and i also love the bits where the main heroine misaka uh, is on screen. Both great characters. Yet, I just can't get into a certain Railgun series because the main focus is on Misaka, the heroine. Hmm. Uh, okay, that's a really interesting... Okay, that, that definitely leans it more on the idea of the non-shoujo because yeah, that's definitely not a shoujo. So that is very interesting. Um, 
and that's odd because I think I was enjoying um, a certain Railgun more than I was enjoying Index. But I hadn't watched all of them all the way through. So, but I, I guess I can kind of see that. But I think that I wonder if that's more because the character's personalities, because Misaka is a very unique character. Um, whereas, like, if you're watching something like, again, Marie the Virgin Witch or uh, Flying Witch, those character personalities are way different. So, is it maybe a case of the personalities? Of the Sundetic thing? Very, yeah, she's very, <laughs> she's very kind of a violent character. So, a uh, similar example is Daily Lives of High School Boys. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I couldn't get into Nishijo. Nishijo, really? Huh. Yeah, Daily Lives of High School Boys is very funny. And Nishijo is great as well. I'm, it's, that's unfortunate that you couldn't get into Nishijo. Because um, Nishijo is just really a comedy. And it's not so much going to be reliant on a main character. as It's very all over the place. So maybe it's just more the comedy that you're not into so much with Nishijo as anything. Because Daily Lives of High School Boys is definitely going for, here's boy humor. <laughs> Whereas Nishijo is just kind of very Japanese humor. And yeah, that, is, that is true. It, it, a lot of slapstick too. There's a lot of very cult, cultural references. So. so that's not really – I don't really think the difference between High School Boys and Nishijo is really a female-male difference there. I think it's really just the type of comedy. So I wouldn't I wouldn't down on yourself too much there. Uh, I said I wonder if it was just because I find it harder to sell insert myself into the means MC Kun uh, if it isn't a guy. Uh, I have the same issue with video games too to an extent. Even in MMO, I gotta have a male character, even if I do enjoy staring at female bottoms. <laughs> hey. I don't. I, I don't. I'm only there. I don't have that problem. <laughs> I, I I totally want to see it. So, uh, do you have suggestions on how to? I can overcome this issue. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> alcohol anonymous anonymous thing here. <laughs> I find it significantly reduces the number of fish in the sea, as the saying goes. Um, watch genderbenders. <laughs> <laughs> watch watch more shodas. <laughs> I, I, th- it, th- that is a, it, it's a rough problem. I, I've, I couldn't even possibly w- think of a way to deal with that problem. I really don't. I, that's a very, because it, it you automatically think it has to do with the relatability, but. Yeah, that, that, and that's the thing. I, I think we've, we've both gotten the same conclusion and, and you have as well, um, Yari, is the idea that. It is it is possibly a, a self insert thing, but at the same time, I think there is a um, I guess the, it's always going to come down to relatability, no matter what. Even if it's a female character, it's a character that you not not a relatability. I'm sorry, it's more of a a story that you want to get involved with, a character that you want to see succeed. And like I said, bringing up Marie the Virgin Witch again, which I if you you should probably try that one out if you have not yet. Um, female main lead on that one is with something like Maria the Virgin Witch again can't relate to her I'm not a female I'm not a witch <laughs> I don't have two succubuses that hang around me all day uh, but that's a story of a character that I wanted to have her succeed I wanted to see her win in the end I wanted her to be successful in what she was fighting against and I think that was the attribute of that show that even if I can't relate to her and I can't self insert I want to see her succeed. That might be. And so there might be a th- just a thing of a lot of those stories you don't – you might not be finding a connection with the character in a 
and their a goals. story gripping enough that one that you want to see that goal succeed, like you said, yeah, yeah. That that that's where I was go- getting ready to say is I I wonder if that maybe that's the the um the thing that that you're having a hard time with. Understand, we're trying to surface level effectively psychoanalyze you and it's it's it's, 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 your text i can see right through you and it's 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 really hard to do and and i but i i i wonder kind of what andrew was 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 mentioning is i wonder if it is just that maybe you're getting too stuck on the character and not so much the goals i mean a character is 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 more than just what's on the screen a character is Effectively, a an, an amorphous um, kind of nuanced person that you're in a lot of cases the narrator. Yeah, and and you're supposed to yes, you're supposed to relate to that character, but not necessarily always the character itself that you're supposed to relate to. Sometimes it's the just the goals itself, or the circumstances, or understanding what it is. Like Andrew was talking about um, uh, the Hanasakari Roja. It's the same thing. It's not the character that Andrew necessarily related to. It was what was the the character's um, situation and what was her goals and what was it that 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 she seen through all the way to the end. Um, like I was saying with Kimini Todake, I, I like I said before, I'm a sucker for for underdogs. Why is that? I love Harry Potter. Why? Because he was the in, in the first couple chapters, I was in tears for this boy because of the the situation that he was in as a child, and it really, really sucked for him. And then when he went into this just amazing world, I was I was sucked into it. I loved it, and that's the that's the key to sometimes just a, a good storyteller is not necessarily. Sometimes it is about making you want to relate to that character and there's so many aspects to relating to a character the who they are what's their goals what kind of fe- sometimes features are all that it needs to be to 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 make a person relate sometimes it's it it's is as just something as i just so happen to have the same uh job as this person or I had that really annoying person at work that I have to deal with every day. And this particular character has that exact same problem. It's something as simple as that or as complex as just the entire story of everything. Or the desire to protect Hattori Bochi. Yes. When I watch Hattori Bochi, it's I want to protect Bochi. I want to protect Bochi, yeah. Bochi does. To protect. (laughs) Never forget. Don't forget me. Never forget her. <laughs> Never forget her. I hope somewhere in there's an answer for you. <laughs> I, I I do think I do think that a lot of it has to do with the idea of not necessarily that you have to. This might be a good way to look at it with something like you know. Uh, again, I'm going back to it like Marie the Virgin Witch. Not so much that again self insert, but more of fact that you're staying there watching and going, I you know, gambate. Keep working. You can do it. Keep working. You can make it successful. There's, I think there's a lot of cases with most of the cute girl, cute girls doing cute things. We're just kind of sitting there going, protect that smile kind of thing. So hopefully some of that something in there helps you. But I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna let you answer that because I don't know. Um, so because I didn't play it. What? You have an optional question. Oh, 
Bonus optional question. Uh, Yariusha says, have either of you played Trails of Cold Steel? And if so, who is the best girl and why is it Lara? <laughs> I'm trying to remember names. Um, I took a long break of that, <laughs> that game just to play Ghost of Tsushima. So, and I haven't gotten back to it yet. No, I just need the first one. I don't want to see spoilers for the later ones. Yeah, Laura's good. You got a good one there. Um, see, right now, and again, I'm literally, I've went to the first town and the first Trails of Cold Steel. Of course, my initial like was Alisa because she was just Tsundere. But yeah, Laura, Laura has been really quickly becoming my favorite. I was gonna say she's that, very uh, she's very saber. Elisa looks cute, but yeah, I can see that being a. It looks like Fie would be Fie, probably Fie, my yeah, my Fie character. Is, she just hasn't really had much attention in the in the game so far for me. But yeah, I, I do. I thought that she would probably be a a good pick. But yeah, initially it was Elisa because Sundere, and I have a thing for Sundere. But yeah, um, I'm on camp Laura so far. Laura has been kind of the. Just a lot better character, and I think it's it's partly due because again, right now with the story, it's kind of um, she's having a lot of connection with the main character because of the the sword fighting style. She's acknowledged his for, uh, his uh, his fighting style, and so there's a little bit more of a connection between those two characters. So, so far, yes, I'm in the same camp as you. So far, we'll see though, because I'm not that far into it yet. Uh, it says thanks and keep up the good work. Um, thank you, Yari Yusha, for the great questions and for the kind words. And um, you're welcome to constantly send me emails telling me why you're not done with Cold Steel yet. <laughs> and we, why we, we and practically why you... <laughs> invite half of these. <laughs> I just got into fairy tale. I go back to it, and then I still got to read Grimgar, <laughs> and Chris has to read Solonin. Anyways. Hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast episode. Thanks again to everybody for the great questions. Uh, keep them coming so we can keep doing these. I always enjoy answering you guys' questions and getting your great feedback. Uh, again, we're at TakuSpear.com, which is where you can go for all of our anime, new and old, great community form links, top social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And uh, we thank you all for listening, and you all take care. Oos!